We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. The August 7th Democratic primary in the St. Louis County Executive's race has been anything but quiet. Incumbent Steve Stinger has a well-financed challenger in a campaign that has been called raucous and vitriolic. His opponent is Mark Montavani, a successful businessman who is a political newcomer. Along with St. Louis political reporter Joe Manis, Mark Montavani joins me in studio. Great to have you with us. Thanks so much for having me. And nice to meet you. Well, this campaign has been called raucous and vitriolic. How well served uh, is the voting public by a campaign like that? Well, uh, frankly, I'd prefer a campaign that focused on issues uh, exclusively, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, uh, uh, not having been in politics my whole life, don't particularly enjoy the the negative uh, uh, discussion of one's opponent uh, and the like. I think uh, if anybody's looked at this campaign fairly, they would uh, have to acknowledge that there's been uh, more attacks of me than the other way around. But uh, be that as it may, uh, you know, the uh, political consultants tell me that the public always complains about negative ads, and negative ads continue to be effective. And so, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think the uh, voters will, uh, not in this election, but generally speaking, uh, we'll have to decide if they start punishing people who run negative ads or not. But uh, I don't enjoy it. Uh, it is uh, it is uh, unpleasant and I think uh, a waste of time and money. Uh, but uh, it is uh, influential relative to outcomes. Mm. And yet I think you used the word malevolent when describing your opponent at one time. It's pretty well, tough. Well, I did. But uh, as a practical matter, I think uh, I used that term when referring to the fact that Historically, in this community, we've had uh, county executives who have been benevolent. Uh, You know, the structure of the county charter, so far as the government operation is concerned, gives a high degree of authority to the county executive. More recently, the county council has uh, had to strike back or felt like striking back against some of the uh, authoritative moves that this county executive has made uh, in reaction, in my view, to... Uh, uh, moves that were confrontational and antagonistic and kind of uh, 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 showed a lack of cooperation. And uh, that's really the derivation of the term uh, malevolent uh, in that context. Mm-hmm. Well, how, do you, how does Mark Montavani uh, change all of that, particularly relations with the council? Yeah, well, I, I don't worry about this a bit. I, first of all, I've got good relationships with a number of the council uh, people, Uh, uh, Three of the four Democrats uh, on the county council have endorsed my candidacy. I'm familiar uh, with a number of the other members of the council. Uh, But beyond just those individual relationships, my history as a leader uh, uh, is one that has always been built on collaboration, uh, communication, transparency, really. And uh, and so uh, I don't uh, anticipate having any kind of significant antagonism. We may not always agree. But uh, I don't treat people disrespectfully. I'm not dictatorial. Uh, I try to uh, reason with people. 
in order to uh, get something uh, accomplished. Mm-hmm. A part of your history also includes support for our former governor, Eric Reitens, and much is being made of that. I think you're on record as having said that that was a mistake. Well, how, how do you assure voters that you don't make that kind of a mistake when it comes to uh, dealing with uh, appointees and what have you in the future? Yeah, well, if if there's anybody who's running for this office who hasn't made a mistake, uh, they would get my support. So as a, as a practical matter, uh, uh, you know, we're all human beings. And uh, 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 to the best of my knowledge, on one, only one person uh, didn't make a mistake, and he's not on the ballot. So, uh, so, uh, so there is that. How do I assure people? Well, first of all, uh, you know, I have uh, I've acknowledged that uh, I was uh, seeking a transformative leader for our uh, our state. Uh, in my opinion, uh, m- the state of Missouri has languished uh, for uh, decades. It's, it feels to me like we're 40th or 41st in about everything. And I believed that uh, Eric Greitens had the potential to be a transformative leader. Uh, his resume suggested as much. So did a lot of people, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, you know, I, I made this mistake with a million four hundred thousand others. And but mm-hmm. but but practically speaking, uh, I was very attracted to uh, not so much his uh, military career, but to his Rhodes Scholar uh, mm-hmm. uh, designation. The fact that he'd been a New York Times best-selling author, uh, that he had done humanitarian work with Mother Teresa, and had formed uh, the Mission Continues. Uh, I was impressed by that stuff. Uh, and I attributed uh, his move to the right over the years that I followed him uh, to the fact that he's running for governor in a red state and kind of political reality. Reality indicated that he had to move more and more to the right. Where I really jumped off the bandwagon was after he won election and uh, he continued to move to the right, which was inexplicable to me. When he started cutting education funding, uh, I was totally uh, off, the, uh, off the bandwagon uh, because – Again, this is one of the things in the state of Missouri that uh, we should be uh, investing in uh, at a higher level, not not at a lower level. Yeah. Joe, go ahead. I'm sure you have a couple of questions for. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got several. Okay, um, now in the case of the the, the twenty thousand dollars to Greitens, there's also the fact that you've given money to other Republicans, either running for president or whatever. Now you also have pointed out that you gave money to Hillary Clinton. Um, when she ran for president. I guess the thing is, I've been getting emails from people who say, how do we know for sure this guy is a Democrat? I mean, forgetting the accusations and the ads, but still, the money does talk. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, if you look at my uh, campaign uh, contribution history, uh, there are many times more uh, contributions to Democrats than than Republicans. Uh, We have a tendency to identify uh, two or three contributions to Republicans instead of the, the, the 25 or 30 to Democrats over the course of my career. And again, that's fine. I made those things. Uh, obviously, people who don't know me uh, have this question. If you look at the way this campaign has developed, uh, five of the sem- seven Democratic townships in St. Louis County who have looked at both Steve Stenger and myself have endorsed me. That's five of seven Democratic townships. Uh, uh, three of the four Democratic uh, council people have endorsed me, not Steve Stenger. Uh, I think my Democratic credentials by people who have gotten to know me and who have listened to me uh, are much more solid than my opponents. And that is certainly uh, uh, reflected in the, uh, the nature of the uh, endorsements coming from the Democratic Party. Uh, the, uh, the Democratic uh, uh, township organizations uh, up in North County 
uh, the Fannie Lou Hamer organization, uh, the Missouri Pro- Progressive Action Group. Uh, all of these have endorsed uh, me. And so I think you have to look at my policies, uh, what I've suggested, what my views are uh, in order to get a fair reading of those things. Now, one of the uh, biggest questions about you um, has been the fact that this is your first bid for public office. Uh, we were just talking about former Governor Eric Greitens. That was his bid for public first bid for public office, and it didn't turn out well. And some would say that his biggest problem was that he didn't really know how state government worked. We've got a president who is a businessman who'd never run for public office, and there's differences of opinion on whether or not he's he's successful. So my question to you, because I'm hearing this from people who've asked me, they're like, how do we know that this guy would know how to run county government, especially since the county executive does have a lot of power? The county executive has more power than the mayor in the city of St. Louis. So how would you, because since you haven't been in county government, or even even as a councilman, I mean, how would you deal with what you don't know? Well, here's the deal. You, you've got, first of all, we have two candidates, okay? So uh, we have to compare the uh, levels of uh, experience uh, of the two candidates that are in this election. Uh, uh, in my case, uh, you know, I have run a, uh, an organization with hundreds and hundreds of employees, to the best of my knowledge, uh, before Steve Stenger became county executive, he had never run an organization of more than 10. Uh, my ability to deal with people from uh, all different parts of the community, I think, is uh, superior by virtue of that uh, experience. Uh, uh, in, in addition, you know, because, we're, because Trump and uh, Greitens are fresh in our mind, we have a tendency to think that people who are new to politics uh, may not be successful. Uh, uh, there are cases on both sides of uh, that uh, outcome. Uh, you know, if you ask the people in New York City what kind of mayor Michael Bloomberg was with no political experience prior to his assuming the mayorship, they'll tell you uh, he was outstanding. Even people who don't necessarily agree with all of his positions as an administrator, he was effective. The mayor today of Louisville, which Louisville, uh, by the way, is uh, ascending on a daily basis, is a guy named Greg Fisher, who was an entrepreneur, uh, as I was, before he uh, entered public service. I think what we have to do is we have to look at the people, all right, and identify whether they seem to have a command of the issues, whether they seem to be doing this uh, for uh, the right reasons. The other thing that I would add, uh, and and uh, academics don't necessarily mean anything, but with respect to understanding the way government works, I spent a year at the Harvard uh, Kennedy School of Business in 2016 focused on state and local government issues, which, by the way, President Trump never did. Uh, and I don't believe Eric Greitens ever did. Mm-hmm. And so I think I came away with a much better handle on the distinctions between running a government and running a business than they did. These are very different functions, very different functions. At their core, however, they both have uh, uh, an, an important uh, uh, aspect of leadership. The first thing we need in this community, and I've heard this for decades, the first thing we need in this community is uh, some leadership, uh, leadership requires people with the right attitudes, people who accept responsibilities, people who can communicate, people who express a vision. That is, in my view, what this community needs more than anything. And I think if you've listened to me and you listen to the uh, incumbent or watch his performance over the last four years, you've come to the right answer. We have a, a tweet here from Kyle who writes, Why would Mark think Greitens was only moving to the right for show? He told us he would pass right to work and do other very conservative things. How can I trust that you don't want those things like right to work? 
Well, uh, first of all, because I'm telling you I don't uh, want uh, right to work. I've spoken about this issue a hundred times. Uh, Right to work at this point in our uh, economic history is exactly the wrong uh, position. Our middle class is being decimated. Why Why we would emaciate the power of labor unions at a point in time when we are polarized relative to economic disparity uh, is beyond me. What we need to do is we need to empower people to have higher wages, and that is exactly the opposite of right to, what the right-to-work uh, uh, movement is all about. I think the decline of the middle class is one of the preeminent issues of our time. And so consequently, I don't think that right-to-work uh, is, uh, is, is appropriate. Now, with respect to uh, 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 Greitens and uh, that particular issue, I think it's important to recognize two things about that election. Uh, first of all, you know, Greitens was a, uh, a Republican who had previously been a Democrat. He was running against a Democrat who had previously run as a Republican. Both of these guys had confused pasts relative to where they came from. When I first met Eric Greitens, he had been recruited by Barack Obama to run for Congress. His history was that he was moving from left to moderate to right. And where somebody got on the bandwagon, I think, colors that a little bit. But as a a practical matter, both of those people were engaged in some kind of a a transition relative to their views. And the other thing that I want to say about this is, you know, I believe that people people who have the uh, confidence to evolve in their thinking should be commended for that. The fact is that I don't think the same way about every issue that I did uh, uh, 10 years ago or five years ago. I'm on a journey in my life to try to help other people. And as I've evolved over these years, some of my views have changed. If that makes me unqualified to serve, then find somebody who still thinks the way they did as a 20-year-old and put them in office because that's not me. What ideas would you bring to that office that you would consider fresh and new? for the people of the county? Well, that's a long question. Uh, there are a lot of them. First of all, the, the office is today underutilized. The office has tremendous potential in terms of using it as a bully pulpit to challenge this community to change. There are social issues and educational issues that are outside the mainstream of the pure uh, authority of the county executive that I believe that that position uh, allows one to convene uh, the best thinking around the community uh, on. That's something that I don't think is being done today. The job is used today in a very tactical, transactional kind of basis. Hey, let's build something instead of dealing with the fundamental fundamental policy challenges that uh, uh, are affecting this community. Things like uh, the fact that 35% of African-American kids in St. Louis County live in poverty. M- many, many people in St. Louis County don't know that. of African-American kids in St. Louis County live below the poverty line. That, to me, is wholly unacceptable. And frankly, I don't hear the county executive talking about it uh, very much. Our rate of economic mobility in this region is slow. Our job growth rate is slow. And I don't hear anybody challenging this community to change. Fact is, if you guys think, if your listeners think that everything is going well in this community, they shouldn't vote for me because I don't. I think we are being left behind. And I think we need uh, leadership that challenges this community to change in order to compete more effectively. I also, Don, specifically with respect to fresh ideas, I think we've got to deal with the fundamental fragmentation along our government structure, uh, local government structure in this community. 
the county executives had four years in office, and he has not taken a position on this issue. Four years ago, he said he wanted to study it. He's still studying it. People have gotten PhDs in that period of time. He's still studying this issue. I don't think it's studying. I think it's dodging. I've taken a firm position on this issue. I think we've got to create change in order to uh, put the community in a position to compete with our real competition, which is places like uh, Nashville and Kansas City and Indianapolis. So are you talking about some – I mean the the – Elephant in the room here is, I mean, are you talking about some sort of merger between the city and county or a lot of these others? There's 88 small municipalities in St. Louis County. Uh, uh, Our fragmentation is a two-headed monster. It is a function of the fact that the city and county are divided, and then we have a multiplicity of municipalities. I think that we have to recognize that economic opportunity in America today is awarded by region. When Amazon went looking for a place to locate a second he- headquarters, it looked at regional at regions and compared them, compared them on the basis of job uh, or, or workforce uh, uh, and infrastructure and, uh, and transportation and transit and the like. Regions are where the economic game is played today. Our regional collaboration is grossly ineffective. I don't believe that the city and county should merge. I do believe that the city should re-enter St. Louis County as the 89th city in St. Louis County so that the county council can become a legislative forum to create policy across the region. The fact that we don't have a soccer team in uh, uh, St. Louis today, uh, and soccer isn't the issue, it's, a, it's illustrative of the fact that we uh, failed to work together, is a, a direct uh, consequence of the fact that the city and county failed to work uh, together. Uh, so I believe that the city should rejoin the county. That doesn't mean the county assumes any debts from the city. Uh, the, the county doesn't underwrite the debts of any of the cities that are part of St. Louis County. Mm-hmm. If the city were to rejoin St. Louis County, it would retain its mayor, its board of aldermen, its own bond rating, its own fiscal integrity. Uh, but we could make policy together. We could compete against other communities across the nation together. And that's a sea change, uh, in my opinion. And this can only happen if the county executive and the mayor appoint a board of electors uh, and they formulate a plan and we take it to the voters. The voters would decide. This doesn't get rammed down anybody's throats. Uh, anybody's throat. It, it is uh, decided by the voters in the city and the county. I think we can do this in a couple or three years. And I, I hasten to add two things. First of all, every major city in America except Baltimore and St. Louis is already in a county. This is not revolutionary stuff. <laughs> Chicago's in Cook County. LA's in LA County, right? The only cities that are not associated with the county are St. Louis and Baltimore, and we're both uh, struggling. So I don't think this is particularly uh, re- revolutionary, and I think we can make this happen. Uh, and, and lastly, every community that has come together on a regional basis in the last 25 years has launched a period of economic expansion that dwarfed anything they did before. Indianapolis came together, and they've blown by us. Louisville has come together, and they are catching us. Nashville came together, and they launched this economic expansion like nothing we've seen. If we come together, I am confident that we can launch a period of economic expansion that would uh, put this place back on the map. But bringing the city into the county as a municipality doesn't solve the fragmentation problem. We've still got 88 <laughs> municipalities. Well, to it, it doesn't with. solve the, the, the municipality, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the multiplicity of municipality yeah. issues. But, but here's the thing, Don. Uh, we didn't lose Amazon because Maplewood and Richmond Heights don't get along. 
Mm-hmm. We, we, we couldn't compete on the Amazon mm-hmm. issue, but because our fundamental economic drivers in the region were disassociated, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, uh, and, and if I'm county executive, this is going to strike people as perhaps kind of strange. We've got to develop a plan for every neighborhood in the county. I actually take, think there's a measure of strength associated with the fact that if, uh, if I want to influence what's going on in a Cool Valley or Pine Lawn, there's a municipal government there. There's a municipal uh, uh, official. There's a mayor that I can call on the phone and work with. I actually think it's harder to create planning and change in the parts of the county that are unincorporated. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think these are uh, what's holding us back. And I know this. If we try to do too much, like make Kirkwood go away mm-hmm. or Florissant go away, mm-hmm. we'll get nothing done. Yeah. What we have to do is we have to start by dealing with our fundamental cha- challenge that is uh, inhibiting our economic growth, and that's the city-county challenge. Right. Jerry, you've got something else? Yeah. I mean, one of the key things that the county executive does is they does oversee all of these departments that do run the county. And just just using a couple examples, uh, former county executive Charlie Dooley ran into problems when he when his administration proposed reducing the number of county parks and over trash, you know, the whole trash district mm-hmm. thing in South St. Louis County. Since she will be coming in at, uh, as someone who has not held public office before, are there people who you're looking at who might help run it? Do you have visions on how to deal with that so you can focus on some of the broader vision issues that you want to? How would you do that part? Well, th- well this is what you do in business, isn't it? I mean, you build an organization, uh, an organization of kind of the best and the brightest. Frankly, I'm not certain we've always applied that standard uh, to a government service in this community. There have been those leaders who reached out beyond our borders and who were very demanding of the people who were leading departments and the like. Uh, uh, this is very much my history. Look, I built a marketing company, uh, which is the second largest independently owned marketing company in the U.S. today, and I never studied marketing, right? Uh, these are leadership challenges, uh, and I think I'm uniquely qualified to do that. That's what CEOs, entrepreneurs uh, do. And so, uh, yes, I've uh, identified people. I'm not going to tell you their names, but yes, I've identified people that I think would be terrific uh, in terms of uh, – uh, engaging with the county. Some of them, I, frankly, I haven't talked to about it yet, right? Because I think it'd be a little presumptuous for me to start talking about people I want to work for me when I don't have the job myself yet. But uh, there are terrifically talented people here and elsewhere uh, that we can get to uh, lead departments and create change in this region. We only have a little over a minute left. Uh, what can county government do to more suitably help the people in North County who uh, are suffering from this contamination issue, the landfill contamination issue? Yeah, well, so uh, I'm so glad you brought that up. I don't get that question uh, enough, uh, frankly. Uh, this is about uh, a minute and a half. To yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. I'm surprised you didn't ask me the meaning of life. Uh, th- this is this is a tragic uh, uh, scenario. I am frankly sort of amazed that there hasn't been a bigger hue and cry, more of an uproar around the community. I've gone to a couple of the meetings associated with the issue. And political figures say, hey, uh, I wrote a letter back in 2014, you know, to the EPA, as if somehow or other that's sufficient. I don't get that. As a practical matter, I think people ought to be turning over tables and pounding on tables in order to create uh, a real uh, uh, 
rectification of uh, this this problem. Uh, I would uh, tackle this in a very significant and aggressive way. Uh, children are dying. Yeah. You know, uh, there is a type of uh, cancer, uh, cancer of the appendix, that affects one in a million people in America. There have been 60 cases of it in North St. Louis County. This is grossly unacceptable. And if you're looking for reasons to throw any incumbents out, if they haven't been active on this issue, I think uh, that in and of itself should be sufficient reason to uh, vote against them. Well, again, only a couple of seconds left. What could county government do in 10 seconds, if you would, uh, to, to rectify this? I, th- I think you have to, uh, you have to uh, create a movement, right? I don't think county government uh, can necessarily do too much, although there are some of those houses right nearby there that I think we could look at uh, creating uh, some movement of those individuals who are stuck there because uh, their properties aren't for sale. Uh, and then I think you have to just align uh, yourself with the uh, with the, uh, the the population in order to create uh, a movement. We got to stop it there, Mark okay. Montavani. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us. Good luck to you on Tuesday, Joe Manis. Thank you so much for being with us. Steve Stanger will be with us tomorrow on this program. Archive versions of past St. Louis on the Air programs are available for download or podcast at stlpublicradio.org/stlonair. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Thank you for listening. I'm Don Marsh.